Hi Neha. Hi Vishnavi, how are you? I'm fine Neha. What about you? I am fine too. Uh, by the way, I have found some changes in you. Really? <laughs> I yeah. I guess it's it's just it's probably just the pandemic, you know, because the pandemic has uh, changed us all in a lot of ways. Yeah, it could be, and the world around us is also constantly changing. There are various social and cultural changes too happening nowadays. Yeah, and I was just thinking, like you know, how geographers, historians, political scientists. they all have different perspectives about change right so i was just thinking like how do sociologists look at and understand the concept of social and cultural change yeah and that's a very nice question by the way and that's Thank what you. exactly one study today previously citing hotter and hunts work which was published in 1985 and we will see how and how sociologists think about that so we will start by discussing theories of social changes which are evolutionary cyclical conflict functionalist theory so um yeah so i'll i'll start with evolutionary theory so basically evolutionary theories as the name suggests they are basic they talk about evolution uh they say that you know all societies they go through a particular sequence of change uh so they pass through certain changes uh, stages and once they reach the final stage the evolutionary change will come to an end so scholars such as comte and uh, spencer they have proposed evolutionary theories so mm-hmm. if you look at comte's uh, theory of societies passing through three stages of growth which is theological metaphysical and positive and then we have spencer uh, spencer's social darwinism so these are like two of the examples uh, that i can think of of, of social evolutionary theory yeah and the second theory is the cyclical theory uh whenever i read cyclical theory i find the analogy with a wheel very appropriate for it so like a wheel a society moves from one point to the upward that is its birth and it reaches its peak point its development and then start coming down as its dying process so and then it start from a start once again from the starting point so according to pritam sorkin there are three cultural system of any civilization the hmm. first one is ideational culture which is guided by supernatural belief and values second is idealistic culture in which the blend of supernatural belief and evidence based rationality creates the ideal society and the third one is sensate culture in which the sensation are the test of reality and the goal of life but these theories are full of guesswork and they are not reliable hmm that's true okay and uh, and then apart from that we also have the functionalist uh, functionalist theories uh, so functionalists basically they believe that you know uh, change is constant and that when change occurs it will disrupt the equilibrium of the society so they say that what we have to do is we accept the change which seem to be functional or useful to us and we reject the rest so uh, for example parson's equilibrium theory that is an example of uh, function a functionalist theory you know because uh, in that he talks about you know how functionalist because they focus on what holds the society together so parson says changes in any in any one aspect of society uh, that would require adjustments in other aspects when these adjustments do not occur equilibrium uh, equilibrium disappears and that will threaten the social order 
and if you are talking about function functionalist uh, functionalism we'll also have to talk about conflict so neha why don't you explain yeah yeah so basically conflict theorists are mainly of a marxist ideology unlike functionalist they do consider social conflict as constant which is the cause of change because conflict is constant and thus the change is continuous so mm. one of the perfect example example for conflict theory is the thesis theory given by marx and according to this theory there are three phases first there is a thesis for example this feudalism that due to some clashes there come antithesis that is the capitalism and due to the clash between thesis and antithesis synthesis comes that marx predicted that is socialism will come so that's how conflict theory works right so we have basically covered all the major theories of social change so i guess now we should also look at the processes that are involved in social change so you know also according to ogburn uh, there are three processes involved which are discovery invention and diffusion so neha why don't you first tell us something about discovery yeah so first process is discovery and let's take an example for it the old example of newton and gravity so basically hmm. once upon a time in a beautiful evening newton <laughs> was sitting under the apple tree and the apple from fell from the tree and newton discovered the gravity yeah. although it already existed its discovery hmm. in the most important its further use through the knowledge lead to various social changes hence the discovery with its proper use of knowledge is important by the way very important for the change yeah right and then like after discovery we have invention so invention yeah. is basically uh, you know when you get this idea to combine the products uh, that already exist to create something new to create something you know basically to create something that did not exist before and these could either be material inventions or social inventions so for example the printing press uh, that's an example of an invention so printing press was uh, created by johannes gutenberg and uh, he used the already existing technologies to come up with the printing press so for example instead of using wooden blocks to press ink onto paper he he used movable metal pieces so yeah so that's why printing press is a good example is a good example of invention yeah that's a really good example and uh, moving to the next process it's diffusion so in a globalized world you must have heard the phrase the rapid diffusion of idea and technology so diffusion is the spread of spread in the exchange of culture cultural trait from one society to another for and uh, one an important thing to notice is that diffusion is also a selective process a group mm-hmm. might accept some traits whereas they might also reject others for mm-hmm. example uh, the britishers took cotton and spices from india and indians for a modernity technology education system and many other things from britishers but the thing to notice is that indians do reject many of their things and britishers do reject many of our traits right so yeah and another point to notice is that a complex society hmm. uh, gives more in a diffusion process and a simple society takes more in a diffusion process yeah so. that's yeah that's true yeah and like um, and because we are talking we are we have talked about social change 
uh, you know uh, just made me realize that you know there are some places where changes occur uh, rapidly and in some places t- changes take place rarely or they take place very slowly so i yeah. guess we should also talk about the factors that affect social change yes so first factor is physical change so it's it's a very simple thing so for basically there is a dense dense forest and people live there their livelihood is based upon the forest the fruit and the wood there so once the forest is will not be there obviously people will also move from there they will displace they will migrate from there to another place for their livelihood so that's how physical change work another thing is population change i hope that most of you know about the migration that happened in industrial revolution in england hmm. there was no space in cities to live about hmm. 6 to 8 people live in some square feet and this what various social and cultural changes for example women and even the children started working because it was better than starving so although population changes itself a change but it is also the cause of many changes cutting hot and hunt no major population change leaves culture unchanged right that's true and and then apart from that we also have uh, you know isolation so basically if societies are in a close contact with each other and if there's constant communication between them then changes take place rapidly on the other hand if like societies are isolated from each other and there's lack of communication then changes it will be harder for changes to come by so an example of this would be like if you look at antarctica which is a pretty isolated continent changes probably do not occur there as rapidly as let's say asia where you know which is a very uh, which is you know uh, which is in, where the societies are in close contact with each other through trade or uh, through exchange of ideas and through migration so yeah so so yeah isolation will also affect uh, how fast or slow the changes take place yeah this very well put it by vishnavi and moving next next to the next factor it's the social structure so social structure affects its rate of trade in a subtle manner it is difficult to bring change when authority versus old people or individuals who are trained to be highly responsible to the group it is difficult where cultural elements are rightly interwoven and on contrary it's easy where individuals are more individualism is more prevalent right yeah and then uh, and then also uh, another thing that affects social change is the attitude and the values that people hold uh, because every society would have its conservatives and the liberals so the conservatives might be uh, skeptic about changes for because they might feel that the way things have uh, been should be should continue to be that way so that we can maintain the equilibrium in the society on the other hand the liberals um, they might be more open to change because that will put them that might put them in a better place yeah <laughs> another point is and it's a kind of important it's perceived needs so need mm. could basically range from food to your luxury car but what kind of needs bring change it's the objective needs which bring change in a society <laughs> and basically this factor is considered to be a functionalist factor functionalists see needs as an objective reality developing through te- technology for example we see new gadgets <laughs> and we buy them because they are very cleverly advertised and on the hand um, mm-hmm. for this is that <laughs> due to sickness and death 
sewage system came into existence so hmm. yeah needs are very important to bring a change yeah that's that's a very uh, that's a good example and like um, and then we have the fine the last factor which is cultural base so cultural base basically refers to the existing accumulated knowledge and techniques uh, so which basically means the larger the cultural base is the larger the culture base the more invention we can have so for example uh, darwin see in the 15th century he would make these sketches of machines which uh, were workable in principle but then back then we did not have those technical skills or those advanced material or technology uh, that we have today to make those uh, machineries so you know uh, so now like we have uh, talked about we just talked about you know the uh, attitudes and values right the conservatives and liberals in the society so we should also talk about the resistance uh, that comes up when it comes to accepting changes so neha why don't why don't you throw some light on that yeah i will but i will do it in next episode because it's already 15 minutes and we hope that you might have another work to do <laughs> that is true <laughs> okay that was that was nice <laughs> yes so we will do other rest pieces which is the resistance and acceptance of social change and what are the consequences of change and another important thing that is can social planning direct a change in next episode there is the part 2 of social change so so until then you will join us there too yeah and everyone please stay safe wear your mask <laughs> yeah it's 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 a difficult time going on yes okay then we will meet you in our next Thank episode you that you have learned yeah here Yes. Bye. Bye. Disclaimer. Although each episode of Amateur Sociologist is recorded after thorough research, but in case you find any shortcoming, then we would like to apologize. Kindly reach out to us on our Instagram handle at Amateur Sociologist. Thank you.